0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Darryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. What was the secret of David's giant slaying success? Today we look at Psalm 109 where David prays for vengeance against his enemies who accuse and fight against him but he also prays that God would save him according to his mercy. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. David is known, among other
0: things, for his imprecatory psalms. Those are psalms where he prays for God's judgment against his enemies. Are we authorized to do that? Well, Jesus told us to love our enemies and to pray for those who persecute us. But I don't think that he wants us to pray that God would wipe them out. It is true that often David's enemies were also enemies of the Lord. And David was probably justified in calling for God's justice against them for their wickedness. We know that God will ultimately judge the wicked. But we are not given authority to call fire down from heaven to consume them. I believe we can love our enemies even while we are praying that God's justice is served. But we must make sure that our heart is in agreement with God. And he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Psalm 109, to the chief musician, a psalm of David. Do not keep silent, O God, of my praise. For the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful have opened against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They have also surrounded me with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. In return for my love, they are my accusers, but I give myself to prayer. Thus, they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. So David says, do not keep silent. All he needed from the Lord was a word, a word is enough for those who truly trust God. He calls him God of my praise. Now, David would call upon the Lord for deliverance now because he often spoke to him in praise and he could expect God to hear his prayer. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They have surrounded me with words of hatred. There's nothing more hurtful than to catch wind of people talking against you behind your back, accusing you of things you never did. That comes not from a heart of love, but a heart of hatred. They fought against me without a cause. And David knew well the field of battle. He had fought against many enemies. He could understand why they would want to retaliate, but these wicked people fought against him vehemently with no provocation. They've given me evil for good and hatred. For my love. Now, Warren Wiersby writes God's people return good for evil. Most people return good for good and evil for evil, but Satan's crowd returns evil for good. And that's what David was experiencing here. Now, didn't the world also return hatred for Christ's great love? I believe David was experiencing here the sufferings of Christ. Verse 6, set a wicked man over him and let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is judged, let him be found guilty and let his prayer become sin. Let his days be few and let another take his office. Let his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. Let his children continually be vagabonds and beg. Let them seek their bread also from their desolate places. Let the creditor seize all that he has and let strangers plunder his labor. Let there be none to extend mercy to him, nor let there be any to favor his fatherless children. Let his posterity be cut off and in the generation following let their name be blotted out. Let the iniquity of his father's be remembered before the Lord and let not the sin of his mother be blotted out let them be continually before the Lord that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth wow this is intense I would not want to be one of David's enemies now he says set a wicked man over him and let an accuser stand at his right hand the word for accuser here is the same word as Satan Now, Satan is called the accuser of the brethren. And so as they had accused David, David prayed that Satan would accuse them. Imagine having Satan himself standing next to you, pointing his finger at all your faults. But this was just desert for those who had falsely accused David. You, God, who judge all people, let them be found guilty. Let his prayer become sin. Now, that is what happens when the wicked pray because their prayer is hypocrisy and it is as sin. Let another take his office. Now, Peter quoted this after Judas hung himself and before they cast lots to see who would take Judas's place as the 12th apostle. Let his children be orphans and his wife a widow. Let his children be vagabonds, wanderers, beggars, this is awful, but you could tell David just really had it out for this guy. Let the creditor seize his property, and let no one extend him mercy. As he had failed to show mercy to others, may no mercy be shown to him. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 5, 7, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. But what becomes of those who show no mercy to others? Well, the Bible tells us we reap what we sow. Let the name of his posterity be blotted out. Now, in Israel, it was very important that your children and your sons carry on your name. But here David says, let that all be blotted out so no one remembers. Let the iniquity of his fathers and mother be remembered. So David is looking and seeing that they are the children of the wicked and remember the wicked deeds of their parents, and and visit them accordingly, you know. May the Lord cut off the memory of them from the earth. This is the most severe prayer of David, and it is difficult to imagine how it could ever be a song of worship, but God has included it in Scripture. Why? Certainly, it is not to teach us to pour out our contempt upon our enemies to satisfy our own hatred and bitterness, God tells us to get rid of all bitterness and that vengeance belongs to him. But we must see in this a call for the righteous and just God to act against wickedness. David is the spokesman for all who have been oppressed, slandered, or violently abused at the hands of men. And who does not feel burning indignation when women and children are violently abused, raped, molested, or even murdered? God, do something now, is David's plea. It is a cry for God's fearsome judgment and wrath against those who have made themselves enemies of all that is good. Now, David gives the reasons for such a severe prayer. Because he did not remember to show mercy, but persecuted the poor and needy man, that he might even slay the broken in heart, as he loved cursing, so let it come to him as he Did not delight in blessing, so let it be far from him. As he clothed himself with cursing as with his garment, so let it enter his body like water and like oil into his bones. Let it be to him like the garment which covers him, and for a belt with which he girds himself continually. Let this be the Lord's reward to my accusers and to those who speak evil against my person. So he did not remember to show mercy. We will be judged for sins of omission as well as sins of commission. James tells us that whoever knows the good he ought to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. When Lazarus begged in front of the rich man's house, the rich man did nothing to relieve his suffering. The dog showed more mercy to Lazarus, licking his sores. But when both men died, Lazarus was with Abraham in paradise while the rich man was in the place of fiery torment. David said he persecuted the poor and needy man that he might slay the broken in heart. What could be crueler than slaying someone who is already heartbroken? As he loved cursing, let him be cursed. Let it surround him like a garment. So he would covered himself with cursing. Now he would be cursed with that same covering all around him, penetrating him. Let this be the Lord's reward to my accusers. But you, O oh God, the Lord, deal with me for your name's sake, because your mercy is good. Deliver me for I am poor and needy and my heart is wounded within me. I am gone like a shadow when it lengthens. I am shaken off like a locust. My knees are weak through fasting and my flesh is feeble from lack of fatness. I also have become a reproach to them. When they look at me, they shake their heads. So Lord, deal with me for your namesake. David wanted the Lord to deal with him in such a way that everybody could see that God had blessed David and took care of his enemies so that people would know. It would be a testimony of what God does for those who trust in him. Because your mercy is good, deliver me. How often David appealed to the never-ending mercy of God. I am poor, needy, and brokenhearted. Poor in spirit. He was looking for the Lord to help. My life is like the lengthening shadow. You think about The shadows, how they lengthen at twilight, and David felt like his life was coming to a close. The sun was soon to set on him. I am shaken off like a locust, like you would do. If a locust gets on your garment, you know, you throw it off. He said, I'm going to be thrown off from my place here any moment. My knees are weak. Through fasting. Now, we know David could have taken matters into his own hands, but instead he prayed and he fasted and he committed the situation and his enemies to the Lord. And there's great wisdom in that. I am a reproach to them. Help me, O Lord my God. O save me according to your mercy, that they may know that this is your hand, that you, Lord, have done it. Let them curse, but you bless. When they arise, let them be ashamed. But let your servant rejoice. Let my accusers be clothed with shame and let them cover themselves with their own disgrace as with a mantle. So save me according to your mercy, that they would know that this is your hand that has done this and that they would be ashamed. But I will rejoice. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yes, I will praise him among the multitude for he shall stand at the right hand of the poor to save him from those who condemn him. So David said, Lord, do this for me. Come through for me, and I will greatly praise you with my mouth. And of course, David did do that with all of the Psalms that he wrote. He shall save the poor from those who accuse him. God is our Savior from those who accuse us, even from the devil himself. Now, we may not be able to pray this prayer as David did against our enemies, but David has interceded for all those who are persecuted by the wicked. I can't study this prayer without also thinking of Isaiah 54:17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness
1: is from me, says the Lord. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com Or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll look at Psalm 110, where David prophesies about the future reign of the Messiah. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.